here we go. Who the hell are you, man? Genius billionaire playboy philanthropist. We are the knights! Uh-huh. Hold on to your butt. And now for something completely different. Hello out there and welcome to the Night's Nerd Tune Podcast. Podcast for all things nerd. I'm your host, Sean, and I'm here on the Skype hotline with... You're not her, Sam. Listen, I'm a man of simple pleasures. I like seeing frogs reunited. John. Hard point identified. It's Chris. All right. So, we have a few things we we, uh, we want to talk about today. We got some news for you. We've got the episode... What is this? This is episode three. Three, three. of Mando? Yes. Of the three. new season? Chapter 11. Chapter 11. Three, season two. The Harris. Yep. Harris. Uh, no H. H is silent. Yes. Uh, so we have that. French. Chris has uh, a Call of Duty. What, what is the new one called? Black Ops Cold War. Black Ops Cold War. So Chris has a review for that game. Um, Could be a John one. and Sam are going to go a little bit on The Crown. And then we have a return of the Rapid Fire. Pew, pew. So are we ready to jump it's a filled right episode. Into It's a filled episode. Yeah, this is this yeah. is this is gonna be fun. I'm excited. Um, it's all over the place. So let's jump right into news real quick. Uh, big news dropping recently. Wonder Woman 1984 is being released on HBO Max on and theaters Christmas and theaters. Theaters worldwide. HBO Max in the states. Same day, Christmas Day. Yep. So they're just throwing up the white flag, aren't they? I guess I'll be able to eat my Doritos with the Wonder Woman on the bag now. It'll be a nice Christmas present to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> tell tell Christina to wrap him up and put him under the tree. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. If they're and not expired what? by now. I'm wondering, I oh, who wonder cares? if I call our local cinema. I wonder if I call them and be like, hey, can I give you five bucks for a Wonder Woman cup? Because chances are they probably have the stuff already, right? Yeah. Because they were distributing merchandise before all this kind of went tits up. Yeah, yeah. They, and, they they usually do that pretty early. Yeah. So I'm wondering yeah, so if maybe we can sitting on a lot of it. Yeah. Well, I, I, I wonder I if I should give them a call up and be like, "Hey, you have any of these extra mugs? I'll be willing to give you twenty bucks I, if you give me some, you know, because I'll yeah, keep I'm the business to, going." I'm willing to go in on the, some of that uh, Wonder Woman merch. Yeah, let me mark that. Let me write that down. Not just that. If they have anything else, they're willing to dump their hands off. Of. Dude, yeah. like three years from now, we're gonna go there and like get a cup, and it's gonna be a, like a tenant cup. <laughs> <laughs> so, we'll be like, remember this? <laughs> they're still trying to get rid of all those cups from movies that uh, did not come out in theaters this year. Oh man. Like just Fast and Furious nine cups for like ten years from now. Yeah, <laughs> it's like if you go see a Monster Hunter in theater or whatever it is, and then you're oh, sitting yeah. down with a Black Widow cup. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Cinema World has had to totally reevaluate their business model, so now they've just added bowling alleys to every single cinema. Because <laughs> it's the only way they can make money. Like you can watch the movie, 
but it's primarily for bowling. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So uh, we're all watching this, obviously, on HBO Max. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not dying for this movie. Yeah, no, this the I, I this is a nice early Christmas gift. Thank, thank you, uh, Warner Brothers. Well, they keep uh, losing money over holding on to it. So, oh, I know. Um, speaking of money being spent, just really want to touch upon Justice League: The Snyder Cut. Um, so they their original trailer was pulled because apparently they didn't have the rights to the song. Or that version of the song. <laughs> to Hallelujah or whatever? That version of Hallelujah. The they didn't have the rights wow. to it or something. So it ended up getting pulled. So you can't find it on YouTube or anything. So, oh, they so re- that's re- what happened? Yeah. Because, okay, so so he re-released the trailer. Yes. But it was just the same thing. It was in black and white. No, it was black and white the first time around. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah. So I don't remember like, it being black and white. It was black and white. You sure it didn't just feel black and white? No, it was black and white. It was 100% black and white. I don't think it was. So, because of the new trailer, a lot of stuff has been coming out, and supposedly a good chunk of the money that has spent was him redesigning characters. (laughs) So, yeah, right? Like, because, you know, that was an issue. Um, Like redesigning, like, Batman has a different suit now? No, Steppenwolf is like completely like different. If you look at him, I looked at like the side by side, and he just looks like he's covered in spikes now. He still kind of looks stupid, but right. he looks like he's covered in spikes. That was the problem. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, it was kind of a problem that the CGI looked pretty bad. Awful. But it wasn't the design that was bad. Well, it was the rendering that looked bad. This is what happens when you get an additional $40 million on top I, of the $30 million that you're given to remake this movie. But uh, was it Joe, uh, Joe, I, I always can't, I never can say his last name. Uh, Manganiello. Montana. Joe Montana, yes. Um, <laughs> so if you remember, if you remember seeing the end credits, he shows up there as Deathstroke um, as like a tease for... Uh, Something league of villains, you know. Um, so he recently tweeted out a picture of an updated version of what he's gonna look like in the Snyder Cut. I'm digging it, guys. Like, I'm looking at him, like, I hated him, I hated his look in the original, and like, it's just a black and white picture. He has a bow, uh, hawk now, and I think he looks pretty badass now. And I'm like, damn it, now I'm excited for this movie, like. Did they just make him look more like Boba Fett? And that's why you like him? <laughs> no. No, it, it, it's just... He, he looks like Deathstroke now, and I kind of really like it. Whereas before, he looked kind of like himself, just with, like, pepper-colored hair and, like, straw glued to his face. And then, like, I'm looking at the <laughs> new picture, and he looks pretty badass. So, like... You know what they try to do? I I do like the character. I've always been a fan of the character. It's one of the few, like, comics that I'll actually go out and read on my own. So, like, just seeing this and being like, ooh, I I, I think they got this one right. You know what they try to do? They try to make him look like uh, Manu Bennett from Arrow. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. 
Not going to lie. Yeah, it doesn't look too bad. Yeah, they got rid of the neck piece and all that crap. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're right. But the, look it looks older now. Uh, obviously, you know, time has is, is like gone by, but like he was meant to look old in the first picture and he just doesn't. It just looks like somebody just sprayed like hair color on his face like that you get at Spirit Halloween. Like that's yeah. all it looks like. It looks bad. So, you know what? He looks like he has legit white hair there. I'm I'm happy with it. You know what? I hope I hope it comes out good because I really do like the Arrowverse. Yeah, Slade. Oh, so yeah. much. Menu Bennett really just No, he was took great. over that role. I, I yeah, he was like amazing. I loved it. And uh anyways, moving on uh to Marvel news. I I want the the rumor mill is still full steam ahead on Spider-Man 3 and Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire, neither of which have signed on, but rumor mill is going that. So Andrew Garfield is pretty much close to signing for Spider-Man 3, but Tobey Maguire is holding out. And that's why you really haven't heard much. So and we do it as Spider-Verse? The thing is, do we well, yeah. need it? I really don't care. <laughs> no, but here's the thing. The reason why he's holding out is not because of money. He wants to be in a second movie. Oh. So there's, yeah, so there's uh, rumors that if he signs it, Sean, Spider-Man 3 and then uh, possibly in uh, Doctor Strange 2 is the rumor right now. Sean, I can only get so erect. All right. <laughs> You know me. I was, I was, just, I was at the right age when those movies came out. So, like you saying, like, oh yeah, Tobey Maguire is gonna come back as Spider Man. I'm just like, oh, <laughs> like he wasn't even that good. But for some reason, just because I was at that right age, yeah. nostalgia's kicking in, and I'm just like, yes. He hasn't done anything since the late 2013. Really. He's he has he's been a producer, but he hasn't actually right. starred in anything. Oh, hey, you know, I'm I'm okay with uh, I'm okay with him uh, coming back as Spider Man. Like, I, have have any of you guys? Uh, well, I should say uh, John and Sean, because I you guys would enjoy this. Chris, not so much. But have you guys seen the spoils of Babylon? No. Uh, yeah, a little bit. Do you like it? Because I love that. Uh, I thought it was okay. I thought there it takes a certain kind of mindset to like watch it. Like it's not funny and you know it's it no it is funny, but it's like very weird funny. Oh yeah, it's it's just really weird funny. You have to really slink into it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you have to be really into weird humor. Yeah. I mean I guess he he was okay in that. I mean maybe yeah. I was just too distracted by Haley Joel, but <laughs> Also he, one never of those, got, like, he never got three-letter treatment. Like, no one calls him HJO. No. <laughs> yeah. Because HJ and J yeah, are already... HJ part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyways. So, yeah, that's, that's the little rumor mill on Spider-Man 3 going right now. Um, God, I hope that happens. That'd be great. Um, and then don't give me hope, Sean. 
<laughs> I know. So, um, really quick, this is my uh, my little thing. It's kind of news. So, I did a bad thing, guys. I got bored yesterday, and I saw that the Lego Star Wars Holiday Special is on Disney. Oh, my Plus, God. So I watched it. You actually clicked it. I, I clicked on it, and I watched it, and uh, it's not horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I, is, I it, is it the same times. thing as the... Uh, it's not the same thing. So, like, if you're... Oh, that would make it great. Yeah, if you're expecting <laughs> Beatrice Arthur, no, she's not in it. But Billy D. Williams is in it. So, I mean, there's a trade-off there. Um, yeah, Billy D. Williams wasn't even in the original. Uh, no, he wasn't even in the, the universe one. at that point. Yeah. I'm I'm okay with that. Um, no, it was... It's just... Stupid. Really? That, like, honestly, it would make it dumber if he was in that. <laughs> It would be so much better. <laughs> oh man! So uh, yeah, so the, everybody's celebrating how um, the the uh, life day on Kajik, and then Chewbacca's family shows up, and I'm pretty sure it's the family from the holiday special. <laughs> and they use the sound effects because one of them sounds like a, a garbage disposal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that. Um, yeah, so it was like, I can't believe they're doing this kind of moments. And, like, eh, I laughed. Did it go on for a solid 15 minutes? I mean, It's only 45 minutes, so it's a quick watch. Yes, but, like, 15 minutes of it was just Wookiees talking to each other no, without subtitles? Thank God, it was not. Well, there you lost me. I'm so happy it wasn't just Wookiees talking. Um, but it was weird because everybody was Lego, so, like... Half the people, I was like, who are you? Like, uh, Rose. I had no idea that was Rose. But it's played by the actress because I guess she's doing nothing else. It's like her, Billy D. Williams, and Anthony Daniels all come back to voice their characters. And like, well, like can, what, are, what are those three doing? Like, well, I can understand the, the last two, but like the, the woman who plays Rose, like I was like, I'm pretty sure you could move on from this. Like, let, let's all move on from this. Hey, you say that though. I don't think I've even seen her, like, mentioned as being cast in anything. Yeah, that's crazy. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I can't believe I watched it. It it was only 45 minutes, so I'm not giving it a, a number. But uh, I mean, it was worth a laugh. If you have 45 minutes and you're really bored, give it a shot. I mean, really it bored. kind of. Here, I would see. here's here's the problem, Sean. Yeah. Of the four of us, you're the only one I can see who would enjoy that. Yeah. And I for know. you saying it's like eh, it's okay, is just like okay, it's gonna be terrible for the three of us. <laughs> yeah. The the actress who plays Ray, she has the most annoying British accent. Like it's like so it's even, over the top. Yeah. Perfectly splendid. Oh my god, no, it's like, I, I had to go on her IMDb page because I was like, she's not British, is she? She's just doing an accent, and like, I couldn't see or not, like, if she was or not, but like, yeah, it was, it was annoying. Sounded, sounded contrived. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, so like, it, it's not, it's worth a watch. It, it, I probably enjoyed it about as much, maybe a little bit more than some of the, the prequel, uh, the uh, sequel trilogy. I should say, and uh, yeah, it's it. It was okay. It, it we wasn't should. Um, 
We should really do a uh, Star Wars holiday special uh, episode. <laughs> I, I, I'm down. I mean, Chris. Chris doesn't need to be subjected to it if he if he wants to skip. But we should we should we should do some like three hour episode about it. <laughs> just number one rated episode. Meticulously examine the Tobor commercial. Oh yeah, there's a twenty minute section on Tobor. <laughs> a lot of the podcast would be Tobor. You guys know that Tobor is robot spelled backwards. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I'm sorry I did and then, that. like 30 minutes on that pantyhose commercial. And oh, God, we just God. killed the episode with the holiday special talk. Oh my God. Or made better. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about the Star Wars thing on Disney Plus people actually cared about. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so let's hop right into Mando. That was my little segue, sort of. <laughs> It was not the best segue. No, but I had to get it off my chest that I actually. So uh, once again, disappointed. No Art Carney in this episode, but uh, <laughs> can only hope. Uh, yeah. So, so um, this episode, without a doubt, only truly makes sense is and is honestly like one of the best episodes if you've watched the Clone Wars. Yeah, hands down. I've, I've heard that that like she she was a character in the Clone Wars. She's yeah. a main character in the. She's Clone a main. Yeah, she's like a main character. And like, is it isn't the actor who play actress who plays him the uh, voice her, of her the yes. voice of her? Yeah, yeah. Katie Sackhoff is the voice yeah. of Bo Katan. So you're, Sean's absolutely right. That's this is why this is where the true Star Wars fans really like shine. I mean, Not shine, but they'll come out more uh, only because. Like this is this is essentially tying everything from Clone Wars to live action, right? Um, it's and making the the TV show canon. The like most blatant, the most blatant example of it is in this episode. It's it uh, it's essentially this entire episode. Um, and the second I saw that helmet, I'm just like, holy crap! Oh, I and, know. And then you hear the voice, and you're just like, oh my god! And I'm not gonna lie, it was a little weird seeing Katie Sackhoff. In in kind of like the hair the hair thing, it was a little yeah. weird. But you know, I'm glad that she but like, made her look that way. She looked the part, and that's what was awesome about it. Oh, she definitely did. And she, like, of course, she. The second she said, "I know a Jedi," I'm like, "Of course you do. Yeah. Of course you I'm do." Like, I was like hitting Amy. I was like, "It's Ahsoka Tano. She's yeah. talking about Ahsoka." <laughs> so, in 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 this is where they kind of actually show where the season itself and the story itself is going yes. because of the Darksaber um, yeah. that he has. And I'm not going to lie. I'm just going to be so excited when all of that comes together. Cause you know, it's all going to come to a head. Like at some point he's going to be wrangled back into that fight. And then Ahsoka Tano is essentially going to be wrangled into that fight. You're going to get some lightsaber be... duels. You might, we might. Well, you I don't. Th- I don't think we will this season. No, I think we'll see it. I don't think you're going to get a duel. What I what I do like is that they explained why uh, Mando doesn't take off his helmet, but every yep. other Mandalorian we've ever yeah. seen does. Like yeah. They're like, oh yeah, he's a part of this like radical sect of Mandalorians. Yeah, that was it. The Death Watch. 
which is which is like kind of a big storyline in the Clone Wars is the Death Watch and how they splintered off of the Mandalorians and, and became like this religious zealot kind of yeah Death Death Watch was more of like a I don't want to say a terrorist group but they were they like wanted Mandalore for themselves in a way yeah. Um, it was. It was what they didn't want. They didn't. No, it wasn't the foundlings. What? What did they disagree with? Man, it was so long since I've seen those episodes. Yeah, it was a while. But they were like the bad guys. Yeah, they were like, like an they, insurrection. They were, insurrection group. Yeah. So uh, I had no idea Clone, Clone Wars like went into all this too. Maybe oh, actually yeah. I do need to watch. They didn't. They didn't really so, anticipate John, that. John, if you're if you're Thinking about getting into Clone Wars, have you ever tried watching the Clone Wars? Not the movie. The show. Not the, I know you. Yeah, I think I maybe gave it like ten minutes, twelve years right. ago. So what I would recommend is you can kind of skip ahead to the Mall saga when they get into Darth Maul because everything before that is kind of all over the place and different things are happening and it's all out of order. Once well, you know what you could do? There's there's gonna be a list. There's there is a list. I keep I keep thinking about this Clone Wars thing yeah. and I keep, I keep trying to list. write down the stuff. There's about eight episodes in total that if you just simply watch them in order, you'll know all the backstory of Mandalore. So you don't have to oh, watch yeah. all like fifty episodes. Yeah, you, but you can watch like ten. But if, if you're if you're unsure about Clone Wars and you've given it a shot, I would say hop in to right where um the Darth Maul stuff starts. Because that's when it becomes chronological. It doesn't skip around a lot. So you can start there and watch all that. So you can understand what's going on with Maul. Maul and uh, Mandalore. You know, Mandalore deals with a lot of that stuff. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, it's it's a really good show. Like it, it, The first couple seasons are like, eh. Because like I said, they're scattered. But once they get on track, it's, a, it's a it just it fills in a but it's gonna fill in a bunch of holes for people who just are lost because this this is I think with the point of Mandalorian where you're gonna start to get like this split where there's people who like me and you who know exactly who these people are yeah and then you get to this other split it's like I don't know who they are but she seems important well um, speaking as someone who hasn't watched the show I wasn't exactly lost in this episode. No, but you don't no. like you don't know who Bo Katan is. You know she's going. She is important. No, I know, I know Lady, she's Lady important. Mando. What else is there to know? Yeah, well, I mean, like, she's I, essentially the ruler of Mandalore. But like, she I kind of, I got that. Like, she doesn't seem like the you know a really complicated character. You know, no, but she needs like the dark saber to unite all Mandalore clans. Yeah, I got that. And she that was from that. the and that was from the show. So. Okay. Or no, did they say that in the show? They didn't say that in the show. So wait, like in the in, in, the, Man in the Mandalorian, right? They didn't like, say she needs the saber to like unite the clans. They, she just no, was. She just for said it. that she needs it. Yeah. So like in the forty years since the Clone Wars, she hasn't like done anything. Well, it was <laughs> taken from. It was taken by them. Maul, Darth Maul, took it from them. Yep. And then it was entrusted to like her sister or something and then she gave it at some point she lost it between clone wars and now like and our guess is moff what's his name grand moff gideon yeah that's the assumption yeah he's back 
And my <laughs> God, is he a badass? I'm not gonna lie. The the I loved hearing this the alarm, the imperial alarm. Oh. Sound. <laughs> yeah. This is the, this is the sound so of this episode, guys. It's, like, it's was, like this. It's like the Star Trek red alert sound. Like yeah. you know, it's just it's iconic. And once you hear it, you're like, I know where I am. Yeah, I loved it. Just it, it, all of this. It it also. It's. I don't know if you guys thought this, but I thought I thought it was really cool to see the imperi- the Empire, like troops, essentially be out on the run. You know, because they're not in. They're not dominant anymore. Yeah, there's like, there's no more Empire. Yeah, there's no more empire. There's, so essentially, they're like fleeing. So they're they're essentially becoming the rebels. So they're trying to like get. I'm assuming they're trying to get all their armaments and stuff into one location and things like that. So it's it's kind of cool to see the other side of it. Granted, we only see it, saw two X wings so far, but you know, right? But you understand what's happening. Yeah, yeah. I I just I don't know. I just really enjoyed. Like the like five minute conversation about like oh he's one of those and they just mention oh yeah there's different kinds of Mand- Mandalorians yeah. and stuff because it just it makes the universe richer you know yeah. where it's just like oh so there's like different kinds of Mandalorians now and like they have different ideas and it makes it feel realer yeah it also makes me. I really want to write a book about the Star Wars economy because <laughs> a thousand credits gets you the ability to fix all the holes in your ship and jump to hypers, fix your hyperdrive. Well, not a thousand credits. He's it paid was, him a thousand credits. But it wasn't, it wasn't Republic credits. There's different credits. <laughs> okay, either way, I just <laughs> want to know because it's just... Because I forget what they're called, but um, they're the ones that the Mon Calamari and the Quarren use. Yeah, okay. All right. So the but clamp strips? Yeah, it might what? be different. You're right. Yeah. Clamp strips? I no. Oh, but um okay. but yeah, so the the planet, the two species is the Mon Calamari, which is like Admiral Akbar, and the corn, which you only re- ever see in the original trilogy in Job of the Hutt's Palace with Tesk. Yeah. Obviously, guys. <laughs> guys uh. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I typed Star Wars economics. Get was the guess what the first site was? There's probably a site entirely devoted to Star Wars economics. No, no, no. The first site was Investopedia, <laughs> not like <laughs> Wikipedia, but Investopedia has Star Wars economics. I love how everything has a pedia. Yeah, but this is Investopedia, which is like every like real life stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Star Wars is real life free time. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna read this. I'm gonna save it for later. <laughs> save this for later. Mark it. I did, I did really enjoy a lot of this episode, though. Like, it just yeah. it still kind of is incredible to me how you know these are what thirty five ish minute episodes, and the amount of like world building that just gets dropped on your lap is just incredible. Like yeah. this whole, you know, like ocean planet thing they're at. Like, it, it's so weird because I just feel like all the, you know, sequel movies we just had, like, this just, it, it does Star Wars better than those by like a million miles, you know? It's, fi- it's finally nice to see them going off of a desolate desert planet finally. 
right <laughs> not like that it was everything... getting not that it was getting dull it just adds to the world building even more oh yeah it was kind of getting dull show like it's nice to show different planets that aren't carbon copies of the original trilogy right or different like this is a tree planet oh yeah. which <laughs> so one thing like i've said in the past the one thing that i've never liked about the sequel trilogy is that all the species they just don't seem like they fit whereas i feel like the mandalor the mandalorian they've added some species in there like the frog lady but they also bring back species that we're familiar with like the corn and the uh right they are um, yeah i mean they're they're aquatic based life forms sort right. of right but like if this was the sequel trilogy like that J.J. Uh, Abrams was in charge of, it wouldn't have been these two species. It would be two completely new ones that we've never seen before. Right. kind of takes away. It's like, at least with this, it kind of, it sounds weird, but like grounds a, it a little bit. In there's our a tether. Board. There's a yeah, tether. It brings things together by doing that. And that's something that the sequel trilogy never did. I mean, you, you introduce a little bit of familiarity and it just makes it seem so much more the weird word to use, but real, like you can, yeah. you can relate to it. Right. Mm. It, it makes the universe feel more lived in. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Where it's like, Oh yeah, th I can see this being a colony where these aquatic species would go and nobody else. Yeah. Like there's, there's a part of the appeal of any kind of like space <clears throat> fantasy or whatever that, you know, the appeals of space being sort of like infinite possibility infinite quantities like mm. okay sure but at the same time i do kind of like having a little bit of shorthand to some of these things yeah. and seeing like i said like like you said sean some familiar faces does help yeah so but uh yeah. this was an episode where i definitely can see why peter prescal could be upset about not showing his face on camera maybe only because there's a going talk. to Maybe if he sides with uh, Bo Katan, yeah. he will. Yeah, they, it feels like they're leading up to that, where he's yeah. going to have to make a call between the way he was raised and this new way he's just come into. Yeah. Like, I'm sure they had a lot of other things. Like, this isn't the only reason why, but you do feel a little bit where, like, he got through that first season and was like, okay, guys, I need to show my face for write me a reason to show my face. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it... Because they never that bring that up, case, like, on the... So, sorry, I was just saying, they never bring that up before on, like, the Clone Wars, the helmet, right? You just know the other, the first, or the whatever the watch is, they're, like, bad guys, or, like, crazy. Well, there's only one person that I can remember off the top of my head in the watch that actually has removed the helmet. Yeah. Um, and that was, like, the leader of the, of the watch. Everybody else as far as we know, kept their helmets on. So, but it was never stated like this is what we. This is the way, you know. Mm. Um, pardon the pun, but this. That's um, and you know, even if they did it this way, where it's like, all right, write me in where I can take my helmet off. It's really not a big deal to me right now, honestly, because <laughs> no, just, just give me more. And it, coming up with the decision whether or not for him to side with them or the other yeah, people I, I, is just. I like the conflict. Like, I like the whole, like, okay, now he's starting to realize there's different ways of being a Mandalorian. 
what's where does he go does he go with the way he's always known or these new ways and it also kind of grounds him to us where it's like as he's exploring this universe and experiencing things for the first time so are we right yeah and i could see this being like a season three or maybe even four like culmination i think that would be i mean i i hope i hope they go in the direction of him helping Mandalore kind of get back to establishing himself. Right. Uh, I, I want them to go in that direction. And quite frankly, I wouldn't mind if he sided with Bo-Katan and like removed his helmet and became a prominent figure in that and just do Mandalore, like show us Mandalore stuff. That would mm-hmm. be awesome. But again, it, it, like a lot of this stuff is he's a bounty hunter and I just freaking love that. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm kind of torn. It, but that if he does the bounty hunter will, road, I want him to stay into that that religious sect type thing where he always keeps his helmet on and it's all about the armor and stuff like that. Yeah. So at the, at the same time, I can see that getting old, where it's like, yeah, we've had like four seasons of of him being a bounty hunter. Yeah. yeah let's and he's, get up somehow. And he's not like a hardcore killer either because he's trying yeah. to go without. No unnecessary death he does have some kind of a code yeah Yeah. just you know a gun for hire strictly and he doesn't totally come off as this amazing badass he's definitely gotten better yeah oh yeah he's gotten better he doesn't come off that way he's not a bragger but like coming out of that uh dragon like just yeah yeah it's just nonchalantly walking back to his scooter or whatever it was it's it's just speeder bike yeah, yeah I mean, he's more kind space of that, Vespa. Yeah, he's kind of a little like scrappy and like just just getting it together, just barely, you know, by the seat of his pants kind of thing. Mm. Which you know, I mean, from a dramatic standpoint, works for each episode. Um, yeah, he's, you're right. He's not exactly a total badass, but I'm sure with time, with time, young Jedi. Um, um, big thing out of this episode that we haven't touched upon. Um, wrestler Sasha Banks made her appearance as one of uh, Bo-Katan's Bo-Katan's? Mandalorians. Um, so, uh, yeah. The the reason why I bring this up, didn't realize her family was so famous and successful. So she's from Boston, first of all. Um, which is interesting. Um, or that's where she's billed from, I guess you would say. But her uh, her family, her she's got three famous cousins: Ray J, Brandy Norwood, who's a singer, and Snoop Dogg. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, that's a very successful family. Oh, look at that. What do you know? They each have contributed to popular culture in their own way. Exactly. <laughs> uh, is she? So they'll probably come back. Yeah, she'll probably be back. Probably, because it seems like it's her, Bo-Katan, and that other guy. So they got the two wrestlers, huh? They got her and... Uh, well, she's she's like MMA. Yeah. Well, Which, where mean, the hell is Gina Carano? Come on, guys. Are they coming? I think they're, they are coming back at some point. She is. I, yeah. They're in like the promotional. Like It's like... Yeah. The poster's, like I her. think she's going to... I, I think it's the next one she's supposed to be in. You know what? This is the problem with world building. If you build a big enough world, it's... Or no, in this Carl case, Weathers. World, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Carl. Carl, Carl Weathers. Weathers. 
That's why Carl Weathers was never in the Lord of the Rings movies. You know, they're just like, there's too much world building. We just can't put Carl Weathers in this. <laughs> I can see this show getting really expensive just on cast <laughs> very soon. Yeah, but it's not. I think they just would pay him per episode. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it's not like. But like at the much... same time, this show's not exactly bringing in A-listers. No, that's it's a lot of true. bad guys. Yeah, I mean, who's your who's your A lister so far? Carl Weathers, Carl like Weathers. Timothy Oliphant, maybe Taika Waititi. Maybe it's just a voice. That's different. Maybe, but not as an actor. Honestly, the closest you might get is like Bryce Dallas Howard because she's directed two Directing, episodes. Yeah. She Which directed she this episode. episode. Well, I mean, let's say John Favreau is probably getting paid the most, but yeah, or even. Um, the guy was right name. What's his name? Filoni. Filoni, yeah. Oh. Can you just imagine his like man cave right now when he's writing all these stories? Or just his office? It's just like pictures of crap on the wall of just where stories are going to go. Oh, man. God. Damn, I want that job. It'd be like, well, I mean, let's face it. Disney's like blank check here you go <laughs> that's what i that's what i would do uh, blank check here you go two years <laughs> kathleen kennedy's salary here you go six movies wait we'll do, let's just make it a you know an even nine here you go we'll do three trilogies a trilogy of trilogies <laughs> yeah <laughs> any uh any final thoughts on this episode? Yeah, see, the, the plot for episode four is out, but I'm not looking at it. No, I'm just going to wait. I refuse to look at it. It comes out tomorrow. Yeah. Why would it? Just give it give it another six hours here, and we can uh, we can watch it all together. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, right? <laughs> no. What time does it come out? I think it's at like 5 a.m., 6 a.m. For, for us. Not it, it could be 5. I know it's not 6. <laughs> he's I, checked no i wake up at five and the first episode i downloaded when i woke up so i know it doesn't come out at six because i was here in my house i wasn't at work okay so it might be before then i don't know i don't know honestly i don't watch it until like friday night saturday anyway yeah all right some, some of us have work and well, other responsibilities i do have work doesn't get in the way of no, no, my... no, no. I mean, well, talking about to other responsibilities, uh, Chris, Chris. <laughs> yeah, speaking of <laughs> a lot of responsibilities and neglecting all these responsibilities, uh, by playing a video game. So, <laughs> Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War came out last week, or, or it, it, the uh, the game in general it was released on the PS5, Xbox, and uh, PC platforms. Yeah. So, uh, I haven't... Well, actually, the last one I bought was World War II, and then I skipped a couple. Um, a couple? It, yeah, I skipped a, yeah, I skipped a couple. So, Chris, just before we get into this, does this game dispel the notion that this is just Madden for shooters? <laughs> yes. 
No, it does not dispel that. It no, it doesn't? Entirely, okay. It is entirely right. Madden. So it's just the same thing again. <laughs> so so Sam, is... are, you, are you comparing a computer-generated version of uh, <laughs> Ronald Reagan to the hit stick? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... Yes. <laughs> All right. Fair. All right. So a couple things. So the campaign itself is... It's quick, it's fast, it's nothing complicated, it's wicked simple, it's your generic first-person shooter campaign. Uh, the, only, the only downside is, is that I don't think it's, this game operates on a place that I have an Xbox One S. It does not operate that well with graphics for that system. I think I think it's just too massive, and I, I don't think the Xbox can handle it. Because of the, the Ronald Reagan scene, it was all pixelated. <laughs> as I was playing the game and throughout multiplayer, like, you know, things that pop up after the match is over, it is, it's like pixelated in some areas. So it could, it's the game. I'm hardlined in. It's not my internet. It's just the system. People don't know that about Ronald Reagan. He was actually just pixels. Yeah. He was just pixels. You know, <laughs> he was a digitally created American hero. So this game was uh, probably developed for the PlayStation five and the Xbox series X. Um, yeah. Probably. The two new ones. And so that's why the graphics aren't a hundred percent for you because they had to backwards make them backwards compatible essentially. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. but in, in game in the campaign and the rest of the game, the graphics are perfectly fine. Perfectly yeah, fine. And the thing is, with multiplayer is a lot of the older games previously, like the two or three ones before this, the game was so big that in multiplayer it was very it was too there were too many details in that made the multiplayer worse and slower and in first person shooters you do not want slow or lag or anything of that nature and i have to say like whatever they did they toned it down a little bit and the multiplayer is really on point so they fixed a bunch of things at least from from my perspective they fixed there's this thing called ghost that was created at the beginning like it hides you from everything but they toned up, like, if you're running, I can hear you running around the corner and all this other stuff. So it really does help. And a lot of those in-game sounds are, are changing the game a lot. Um, and that has been pro- improved over the past two games, at least. Um, uh, the, the, the multiplayer modes, there's something called Mosh Pit, which is it's really fun. It's quick. It's, it's a lot of people in a small area. Um, but then they also have this thing called the uh, fire. I forget what it's called. It's like fire squad, where it's like forty-eight people, all are fourteen members on this like monstrosity of a map that's huge, and you have to like defuse bombs and shit. It's just like the worst thing ever, because you can go four minutes without seeing anybody, and then immediately getting killed and having to wait thirty seconds to parachute out of an airplane. Like it's just, it's not, it's not pleasant. So you're not a fan of the Battlefield series? I'm not a fan. I'm not a. It's not. It's not Battlefield, <laughs> but it's just very similar to that, and it just is too slow. It's too slow. It's too slow. And even then, if you're not like as good as other people, it just makes it miserable. And in multiplayer, you want to level up. The more you level up, the better your guns are, and yada yada yada, shit like that. Um, what is the last thing is the zombies. Uh, it's it, it, for me, zombies have improved every year since they've created it. It's just really? objectives, guns, 
Uh, I mean, this one I think is similar to the last one. There's nothing really changed about it, but it's just every every time you just notice little differences that make it improve, and it, it, they just build upon itself. But, um, but yeah, hundred percent Madden of first-person shooters. Is 100%. Peyton Manning in this one too, or? Uh, no, just Ronald Reagan. Just Ronald Reagan. Okay. Just Ronald Reagan and um, a look-alike. Uh, Spy games. Who the Robert Redford? Robert Redford? Yeah, <laughs> there's always one in Call of Duty. There's always one that looks like it. So, but yeah, that's my take. I love. I I love. I love it. I love first person shooters. That said, my OCD is kicking in, so I've been using the same gun for about two days now, <laughs> all the time, because I want the I want the gold gun. <laughs> oh, yeah. As long as there's like a reason. Other than like, but I really like this one gun. No, I mean I do have you know I do have favorites, but it's just well, yeah. the OCDs get you have to hit like six seventy five headshots or something at fifty long distance shots and all this. Stuff. You have to level the gun essentially to get jeez what you want. So, but the map like the maps are standard issue, nothing crazy. Long distance, short distance. I I haven't played the full campaign yet, but for some reason there's a map about Miami, downtown Miami. I want to know what scenario in the game, in the Cold War, we have to go to Miami. I can uh, tell you that, man. Drugs. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, yeah, that would make sense. It's, it's like the narcos who are yeah. one of the teams. Cocaine. Yeah. But anyway, I mean, it, I'm not going to lie, for 60 bucks, it's not bad. I, play, I haven't bought a Call of Duty game in a while, too. So yeah. it's my second game of the year, and that's it. So, so Chris, you've played other Call of Duties, and I know Sam has as well. Are you a Treyarch person, or are you uh, what's the other one? Activision. Um, Infinity I'm the first. Ward. Infinity, Infinity Ward. Infinity War. Yeah, I'm, I'm Infinity War. You're an Infinity Ward person, Sam. Yeah, nothing will top Modern Warfare Two so far. I haven't played these games since Black probably. Ops Two. I like I played like 15 minutes of that, so I don't even count that one. Black Zombies Ops one was Treyarch, sucked. I think, right? No, that that was yeah, that was Treyarch. All the Black Ops are Treyarch, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I I guess I would go with Affinity Ward because they made the first couple, and I like those. They right. made Modern Warfare, yeah, and the first and second one, and the third one actually. Yeah, yeah. I think Tre- Treyarch started with like three um, or maybe one of the expansions or something. I think Black, yeah. I think Black Ops one or no, no, no. They, they did world at war. I know that. Oh yeah. They, they did. They did, three was the first one. Which <laughs> three was okay. The, the best thing about three was the, the waves of NPCs. That was the best thing. Cause you could like customize your own weapons and stuff like that. And it was oh, essentially like, that. it was essentially like playing multiplayer, but you know, it gives you waves. So it's like zombie waves, but it had this flair of multiplayer with it. Hmm. So Treyarch's first uh, Call of Duty game is actually an expansion for Call of Duty 2. Yeah. Yeah. But that was never on Xbox, so it was only on the computer. Uh, no, it was Xbox, PlayStation 2, and GameCube. Oh, no, I'm sorry. You're right. It was Xbox, but not 360. Right. Right. It was, what is it called? Uh, big red one. Yeah, there was like a weird tweener one, and they also did three, which was their really first one. Right. 
Good stuff. Um, Sean, did you did you have any? Oh no, you talked about the holiday special. Yeah, I heard he talked about the holiday. <laughs> well, don't, don't, let's not go back. Well, we'll we'll fire up uh, Sam and I's review here of the Crown season two. So, uh, speaking gonna... of uh, radical religious uh, terrorist organizations, <laughs> wow! Oh, Queen oh, Elizabeth. Well, yeah, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yes, the Bar first episode. Season, uh, yes, mostly this taking is, place in the eighties. Yeah, this is the Thatcher years. Like that's pretty much what the off season. With the bang, that's for sure. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> we get uh, Lord Mountbatten getting uh, blown up by the IRA. Yeah, that was. I didn't realize it happens on a boat because I was like, "Oh, well, he'll get off the boat and then get assassinated." But, <laughs> Yeah, that was a tough one because I mean I I knew that was coming at some point. I just yeah. forget when and by who. Like most of this show has been me like being like, okay, let me look up the Wikipedia page of this particular character. Right, <laughs> but then you kind of don't want to because then it's like yeah. a spoiler. Yeah, because I remember like last season, I looked up Mountbatten because of that uh, coup episode. Right. I was like, did that actually happen? And they're like, mm, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> they talked about it. Yeah. <laughs> but so, uh, yeah, this season is probably the best since the first. I I've, think so. I've this the show started off the first season was amazing. Second season kind of fell off a bit. And then the third season fell off a bit more. And I started getting worried where I was like, oh, is this just going to keep going? And then this season came and this was a really good season. Yeah, see, I thought third season was a nice little refresh. And actually, then I went back and started rewatching it. And I forgot how much I liked the first one with uh, Jared Harris and everything as the king. Mm, yeah. Uh, yeah, this one definitely coming strong out of the shoots. I mean, the two big forces... Of this season being, uh, or at least the two new ones, uh, Diana and uh, Maggie, Margaret Thatcher, <laughs> um, played by Gillian Anderson, who most of you would know as uh, Scully from the uh, yeah. X-Files. Um, first thing that struck me was, like, one, she's not that old, IRL. And she's not, but she's maybe older than you think. Mm. Um, but... Yeah, I I thought this was a really solid season. I really enjoyed it. And I don't the Diana know stuff is just is so like. I mean, to what extent is it true? I don't know. I don't know how much of it is played up. I'm like pretty it, sure she was bulimic, but right. I feel like somebody wrote about that at some point. But I think it gives you a whole appreciation though for like how she perceived things or like where mm -hmm. she's coming from. I mean, yeah. definitely just totally fucking unloads on charles like charles <laughs> is just like awful i mean yeah you know there's there's ways that you can empathize with him i guess yeah the, this um, the show is like fantastic at just three-dimensional characters where it's like right. you can see why they're terrible but you can also sort of understand why they're terrible like charles right. it's like you can see he is just torturing Diana the whole time. But you, at the same time, you can also understand where it's like, yeah, but he's, he's in love with, uh, Camilla, uh, Camilla. Uh, he's in love with Camilla. Couldn't marry her. 
And also, like, he's never gotten attention his entire life from his mother, so now he just craves attention from other people, and Diana's getting all the attention. Right. This is no, a great... This is a great show to just psychoanalyze the characters. It is. It's really, it's, it's, you're right, Sam. It's probably one of the strongest shows just on the characters. Oh, yeah. That I've ever seen. And it's, and it's just crazy that they're, you know, these, you know, real life, very important figures. Yeah. Um, relatively like you, speaking. You even least. get that, like, with Thatcher this season, where it's like, like, you just, you, you kind of see where it's like they're coming from where it's like, yeah, she can kind of be really unfeeling sometimes, but at the same time, they're like, but at the same time, she's, you can kind of understand why, like, right. Like there's truly no one on the show who you're ever really like s- supposed to hate. Who's not like some yeah. like, one dimensional sort of baddie for like an episode, you know, like hell, even like they spend time, like almost, Kind of sympathizing with the IRA in the first episode because they have all yeah, these scenes no, they where they're sure like, yeah, like, the 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 English are occupying our island and all this stuff, and it's like, okay, I mean, sure. Right. <laughs> um, I I had a couple of thoughts here on on Charles. First off, just God, my heart really goes out to the guy who plays him for just like. What's that guy's spine going to be like after all this? <laughs> for the amount of just fucking slouching Charles does the entire time. Yeah. Like, he is just... He's... It's like like he's legitimately like Igor fucking just whenever he's like walking up to people. It's just like he's... hunching over. And just being just a miserable bastard. I don't know about you, but just to get back on Thatcher... But like when you first see her and she starts doing the voice, at first I was like, "Oh God, this for a whole season." Right. But then it grew on me. Eventually, I was. I sort of felt like that was kind of similar to uh, John Lithgow in the first season, where I was like, "Oh, we're just gonna do this voice the entire time," and then it just grew on me. And then by the end, I loved it. Right. Yeah. I. I... <laughs> I mean, look, it's just it's just kind of grating to some extent. Like, you can't get past that. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it's I, I think she did a really good job. And, you know, there's yeah. never... It's weird. I mean, they really play with you as far as, like, am I supposed to feel, like, am I supposed to empathize for her here? Yeah. Or am I supposed to feel like she's being, like, you know, way too harsh on people and, like, yeah. unfair? I don't know about you, but I really enjoyed the... Was it... The episode favorite. Oh, or... that was great. That was great. Just it was great just... too because there was a point like a, one or two episodes into this season where I'm like, "Wait, I thought she has other kids." Because <laughs> <laughs> they spend all this time talking about Charles and Princess uh, Princess Anne. No, Margaret. No, Anne. It was Anne. Anne. Yeah, they spent all this time on Charles and Anne. And that was, you know, going back to last season. And it's like you never yeah. talk about Andrew or Edward, who Andrew <laughs> is going to have his own. Uh, we'll we'll see how they handle that part. Yeah. Like, I knew about Andrew because of all that. But, like, right. they were like, here's Edward. I'm like, there's an Edward? There's a fourth one? What the fuck? Where did he come from? <laughs> and Margaret has kids, too, by the way. Like, they just, they just never bring it up. Like, it's. Oh, Anne, you mean? 
No, Princess Margaret. No, her sister. Oh yeah, his sister. sister. Oh yeah, yeah. She does have kids, but they don't come up. Or... Yeah, it's oh, the whole thing is. Oh, is oh and then just but... just that wonderful episode. I forget what it's titled. Where they, uh, Margaret goes out and uh, <laughs> finds out about the cousins. Oh yeah, that, that whole... there's always one weird one like that. Yeah. Do you ever notice how oh, the it's like we didn't really get a Prince Philip episode, mm. which I honestly I'm kind of a little bit bummed that he's like a side a total side character now. Yeah, well, he, he, you kind of get the vibe after, especially after the second one, he's he's gotten neutered. Yeah, well, he's like a, just a total sidekick. Yeah, and it's also it's also kind of interesting too how I don't know if part of this is supposed to reflect the time that's passing and like you know old people kind of have a certain way about them of like being kind of this dry humor to begin with, let alone mm-hmm. the fact that they're British. But you notice that the queen's kind of funnier <laughs> lately. <laughs> and I don't know if it's, it's Olivia Coleman and now they're sort of writing it towards her a little bit. And I mean, look, I, I think it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's great, but it's like, she just has these, these remarks and the way she delivers them sometimes. It's just, it's very, uh, I don't oh, know. Yeah. It's it's a little out of place for the show, but that, it's great. That like callback, I forget what episode it was, where she's just like looking at Philip is like, I seem to remember you like dancers or something like that. Yeah. She's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. You say the most ridiculous things. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, I, I think we probably, you know, don't want to spend too much longer, but I just gotta say, I mean the the woman who plays diana like that's just it's incredible i mean first off of just how much she looks like her oh yeah um on its own but like you really it's like all these people are just put in these impossible positions really that it's like how could you expect it to totally work yeah how how could you expect her to like function totally like normally when you know she's removed from her kids for so long and so it's like even the one where, what is it? They get engaged or whatever, and then Charles goes away for like a like a two months, and like she has to deal with yeah deal with the relatives. I don't know about you, but like I kind of felt like the Diana stuff was the weakest of the season. Not that it was bad or anything, but like everything else, I thought was like much stronger. Hmm. I, I I I didn't I didn't really feel that way, but yeah, um, yeah. but. Sam, like the show, I can I can understand where you're coming from. <laughs> um, that's pretty much it. Th- that's it for this cast. They're gonna re- yeah. shuffle up the cards again, which is weird because of just the way it works. Like you know, they look the same exact way they did in the mid '70s as they're going to in you know the '90s, and then the '92. It's gonna be a whole different look. Yeah, I just that's kind of the annoying part about the show is like. Once I start to love the cast, they take them away from me. <laughs> right. Like I'm going back and rewatching it, the first one now, and it's like I forget Will Will or Philip has a friend who he like talks to a lot in the first season. It's like, what happened to that guy? I just totally forget, man. I don't know if he died or whatever, but <laughs> it's just funny how the way the show kinda ebbs and flows there. Um or even or even like, you know, Princess Anne being married. It's like what? When when did that even happen? Yeah. She's like a sort of main ish character on the show. <laughs> this season does like a lot of like let's just br- uh, brush by like Andrew getting married. 
And right. Even well, like even, the... even Charles and Diana's wedding. Oh, I I, I loved how they sort of framed that because I mean that you know that whole wedding was a giant spectacle, and mm. like the way it's shown on the on the thing, it's just on the show. It's just you know the very lead up to it, and it's like everybody's fucking miserable about it. So like, <laughs> but I like, just thought that was great. Even like the Falcons' war is like it kind of just happens in the background. Right. Yeah, and you have that. What it, yeah, the the framing, I forget how they do it is kind of weird, but it's it, it's done with that uh was it Fagan is the oh, guy's right. name? The, the, the schizophrenic the, guy who breaks into the uh palace. That might be the best episode. Yeah, that was a good episode. Um that that was kind of the weird episode to me where it's just like because we don't focus on the family a lot. We right. just follow Fagan around. Yeah, yeah, you just kinda get the queen at, at the end there and she takes it takes it in stride would you would you want to um i would love to go hunting with them that seems like a blast dude <laughs> oh there's so many good episodes because that that was a good episode the balmora test yeah or just it's just, just it's also just seeing like in england their idea of upper class seems different than ours Right, because it's actually you know based on the family you're born to, not your wealth or anything like that. It's all yeah, and you're like simpleton hunters are upper class. It's like all right, right, yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying because they're sort of coming back around the other side to some extent. Yeah. Anyway, all right. Well, I think uh, are, are we at rapid fire? We got anything else? So. No, I think we're. I've been waiting on you guys. How many? How many? Um, how many crowns out of four crowns do you give this episode this season, Sam? Oh, this is probably like five crowns. Five, four, five out of four. Oh, four out of four then. Okay, I'm gonna go three and a half crowns. Three and a half crowns. Okay. <laughs> right. It's just it's, it's almost comical that there's there's such a good show out there about. <laughs> British royalty, <laughs> dude. Sorry. I they're all give, fucked up though. Like they I all could have give so like goddamn problems. Yeah, I could give like two shits about the royal family, but this show is so good. Yeah, I, 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 I'm not denying that. Just... It's so good because they're so fucked up. But it's like not like you know they fuck horses kind of fucked up. It's just right. well, that was. It's just they're just there's so just honestly, Sam. Occasionally. <laughs> occasionally it's something really out there yeah like the but not very often let's throw our cousins in an insane asylum and pretend like they're dead yes <laughs> i also think this show would be served by uh having like game of thrones style credits at the beginning to show you what palace they're at this week <laughs> yeah because i always get confused with the palaces i'm like oh wait so there's windsor and that's also kind of in the london area right right it's kind of grassy near there but they're not out in the middle of nowhere like balmoral um, there's just kensington, kensington palace I don't but know. i think that's for the family and then right. <laughs> too many palaces are we in bermuda or the bahamas i don't know mm. <laughs> Jamaica? Is it somewhere in the South Pacific? <laughs> anyway. Anyways. So, Sam? Yep. What time is it? It's rapid fire time. Pew, pew! 
Oh, wow. I forgot all about that. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's been forever. It's been forever since we did one of these. Kaboom. So I, I kind of made a somewhat uh, sort of seasonal themed one here. Oh boy. What season are we talking? Because people have Christmas lights out, and I saw Halloween decorations. The other it's day. it's sort of all of them, you know, the late year <laughs> holidays. Seasonal. So, so basically, we're going to get Fourth of July questions. Yes, it's nothing but Fourth of July questions. <laughs> um, so let's let's start with the Christmas season. Oh boy. So for you guys, what? particular thing has to happen before it's Christmas for you. I'll go. Like that, that one moment where you're like, okay, now it's Christmas. Uh, it's always right after Thanksgiving, usually about midnight, the, like the beginning of Black Friday or the Black Friday craze. That right there is like, all right, I can transition into Christmas. So it starts with trampling to death a grandma for you. Yep. Grandma right. got run over by a reindeer, Sam. So you're not in Christmas mode right now at all? No. Okay. I I found out yesterday that Thanksgiving's in a week. You know, the date doesn't move. No, I understand that. <laughs> time is weird this year. Yeah, I'm that's not true. used to this. That's true. Yeah, Did you think March. it was yet tomorrow or what? Like no, I thought it was like two weeks away. Oh, okay. Every John, John, do you want to go? Uh, when is it Christmas for me? Yeah. Uh, well, I saw I somebody threw out a Christmas tree in my uh, building today, and I saw it in the dumpster. Does that count? <laughs> <laughs> it's the first dumpster tree for John. I think possibly the same. Co- uh, same people had one up like the day after Halloween, which is like, whoa. Um, Christmas for me, I gotta say, is usually a couple days before the event. Once you know I've finished up with work or taken some days off, 
maybe even the weekend before, just start to slink into Christmas. I've been holding back this whole time. Now I'm just ready to nog it up and, uh, you know, throw on some flannel and roast some chestnuts. So, so for you, it's, it's not like a month-long thing. It's just no, that it's one like, week. Let's go hard for a week and be legends. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Chris, what, do you got a moment so with have, this? There's, there's like a two-parter that needs to happen. One is I'm outside that night. I look up and I am like, I can see my breath in the air. And I'm like, uh-huh. it's cold. I should probably put pants on. <laughs> that's one. The second, the and that's already looking, happened. You know? And that has already happened. So the second part, which has also already happened, there's one part in a movie that I laugh at every time I watch the damn movie because it is the most relatable thing I've ever seen in any movie whatsoever. So we watched National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation a few days ago. It is the Christmas light part where she goes out of the garage, realizes what she's done, Goes back, flips the switch, all the power goes on, and he just sits there and he makes like this and hits it and sparks fly. <laughs> that part. <laughs> if I la- when I laugh at that, that's Christmas. It's the two parts right. for me. And it has already happened. We're already in Christmas mood at my house. So So really quick, John, you know what would help uh make Christmas longer? If you had a house to decorate? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, like how he's into it. Not the inside. I don't care about the inside. But when you're like, you know what? I want to make a big display on my house this year to make all my neighbors hate me. That's when it's Christmas. I'm gonna try and throw up Christmas on my house this year because I haven't done it in a while. And you know what? I feel like necessary. Got time this year. You brought laser lights. (laughs) You're gonna be those guys. I'm always those guys. My house is the one that you can see from space. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know what I could do. I don't know what every I'm day, do every day. time I go to like Target or something, I'm like, "Ooh, lights are on sale! I'll get you know, four boxes." You know what? I was thinking about buying. I was thinking because they sell the ATATs yeah. and they sell the ATSTs, and they also sell the snow speeder blow up air blow up things. I want to <laughs> recreate the Battle of Hoth in my I, front I, yard. <laughs> or what? Awesome. If, what about this, Chris? What if you did a thing where you had like ATAT reindeer? Pulling a Darth Vader sleigh. You could do that. Yeah. I could. That's also a possibility. The Battle of Hoth could be expensive. Because those AT-ATs are, I want to say they're like 80 bucks per, per mm. thing. No, those things aren't cheap. I, Have you no, looked at those prices? They're not cheap. Not cheap. Wait, and you are they... Yes. Are they like the, the, the like reindeer thing lights? Or are they like blow-ups? Uh, I think the AT-ATs are inflatable blow-ups. Um, I know we're all looking it up. Well, <laughs> moving on. Well, that weird that is huge. <laughs> yeah, right? It's massive. $300. It's like $300. Well, no, that's, bucks. Yeah, that's a big one. <laughs> it's really gone off the rails. More Actually, than usual. They're all like $300. Brought up Christmas, Sam. Jesus, well, what's the height on that thing? <laughs> Eight feet, feet tall. <laughs> That's almost taller than Sam. I think that'd be a great fit for my house. <laughs> Energy right. efficient. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sure it is. <laughs> All right. Moving so, on. Moving on. Let's go to Thanksgiving. All right. And let's let's see if we can start a, a blood sport here. Uh, what's the best Thanksgiving side? Best I Thanksgiving side. Thanksgiving yes. Oh, I'm going to say that's sweet a, potatoes. That's, that's a good you go question. with sweet potatoes? Right. In part because I'm just never having sweet potatoes any other time either. So. Really? You never get any like sweet potato fries or anything like that? Any time of year? Uh, not, not on the scale and quantity that I have sweet potatoes on Thanksgiving. Yeah. You know what I saw yesterday at um, uh, it was Texas Roadhouse. You can get a baked sweet potato with like cinnamon, caramel, and marshmallows. That sounds very diabetic. Yeah, a lot of sugar on that one. Right. That that's there all the way instead of like sour cream and bacon and cheese. Yeah. So, I favorite sides I guess would be the stuffing, only because like there's there's so many different ways you can make stuffing, but there's also like so many ways you can really screw it up. So. If you put too many like chunky onions in a stuffing, you could really ruin it. Yeah, yeah but you, you want you, you want the onions kind of just be there, but not like be there. Yeah, but you can Same also make like celery. a really soft stuffing, which if you're like if you have hard ingredients, it's not supposed to be soft, you know. But you can right. also make it really hard. You can really you can really screw it up. So I think oh, yeah. the fact that the, just the ability to change and the wide varieties you can get just really make it. You know, it's kind of the best, mm. the best thing. Chris, I mean, I'm very glad even if it's said, hard, you can always just pour some gravy on that. That'll right. solve that. So, Chris, I'm very glad you said stuffing because I it was for me it was a toss up between two because I do love the stuffing, but the more I thought about it, the greatest side is mashed potatoes and gravy because you literally can take the turkey. Let's, let's and dip it into the mashed potatoes and gravy. Point of clarity and it makes here. The turkey even better. Point of clarity. Sam said stuffing in a singular sense. Gravy in and of itself at Thanksgiving is its own side. You need to pick the gravy or the mashed potatoes. All right, then I'll pick gravy because gravy makes everything better. That's true. It also <laughs> makes everything kind of taste the same <laughs> depending on the gravy. Yeah. But you know what? Gravy is amazing. So. You can put gravy on anything, and it's going to taste amazing. Yeah, it really does. And gravy is the thing yeah. that makes all of that better the second day. Uh, like, mm. hey, here's some stuffing. What could make this stuffing better? Gravy. Yeah. Here's day. Here's three-day-old turkey from Thanksgiving. <laughs> what could make this better? Gravy that's congealed. Oh, the turkey's a little dry today. Gravy. <laughs> There's green stuff growing on it. Gravy. <laughs> Scrape it off the gravy. What will I have on this bagel? Gravy. <laughs> you don't pour gravy on a bagel. You dip you the bagel dip in the gravy. We're sophisticated. <laughs> okay. What do you want on your pizza? Gravy. Here's this empty I... can of cranberry sauce. Gravy. gravy. <laughs> Drink it like a bowl of soup. I have never actually had gravy, though I just realized earlier this year there's not a single reason why I wouldn't like it. So I'm just going to gravy it up this year. You don't, have gravy. you don't eat gravy? No. 
It's weird. There's, there's a local. Why delic- would it be brown? But I know why now. But there's a there's a local delicatessen in in our hometown that uh, sells a Thanksgiving Day sub, and you want to get it loaded with gravy, and it was fantastic. Yeah. They unfortunately are closed for COVID, but oh man, now Dude, I really you gotta, want... your microphone just keeps. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're sipping it up. Oh, it's, sorry. It, it sounds like you're farting. <laughs> oh, just, all right, just sorry. No, he's doing that to hide the farting sound. <laughs> yeah. Um, what was it? Okay, yeah. Oh, are we in the trust tree here? Um, gonna... <laughs> As we're mentioning passing gas, yes. <laughs> no, but more like Thanksgiving sides. I think I'm going to make a bread centerpiece this year. Ooh. Like a turkey shape bread thing. Nice. Nice. That, that, that does sound good. That yeah. sounds good. I like that. Well, anyways, moving on. Who's better, Heat Miser or Freeze Miser? Do I have to Google Freeze. what these are? <gasps> what? What? Chris? I'm really? Mr. White Christmas. I'm Mr. Snow. Ba-da-ba-da. I'm Anyways. Mr. I don't know the rest of the song, but Icicle. Oh, these, I'm Mr. I, I, hate, yeah. I hated these. The day without or the year without a Santa Claus. So yeah. it's a freeze miser, by the way, Sam, because Heat Miser can go to hell, which he already is in. <laughs> freeze Miser is so much better. Because it's like, you know what? So much of the year, there's no snow. It's not cold. So, you know, Freeze Miser just wants that one day. That one day. And then, and you know, Heat Miser's like, no, I won't give it to you because I want... Doesn't he want, like, it to be, like, 100 degrees on the North Pole? Which yeah, would something kill like all the animals? Yeah. So he's a horrible person. And, like, global warming's going on, so he's winning anyways. Right. So, like... Give the guy one day of snow. It's Christmas. We all think of snow on Christmas. Just do that. One day of snow in Southtown, look, USA. Look, yeah. let, let's let's be real here. Maybe Freeze Miser is like you know more qualified, but like Heat Miser is the guy you want to have a beer with. He's the guy who's ready to hang. I don't know. He comes There's off no situation too hot for Heat Miser. The Heat Miser comes off like an asshole. He's mean the whole time. Yeah, he's he has true. his own. He has his own eccentricities for sure. Listen, John, he has his reasons. He couldn't marry Camilla. All right. Right. <laughs> Mother Nature would not let him marry Camilla, and now he's kind of a dick. Uh, Look, do I do I like everything about Heat Miser? No, but he's not. Free, he's not Freeze Miser. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, do you have anything to contribute or? Yeah, why do people even still watch this? It I was awful then; so it's awful now. But why? It's, it's a Christmas thing. This is one of those things that needs to just go away and fade into oblivion, and nobody knows what it is. No, nope. I don't know. I I want to get somebody high on mushrooms and show them Rudolph. It's a 1974 Christmas straight to movie, straight to TV. Well, yeah, they all were. No, I know, I know, but... But, Sam, I tried sober showing Amy Rudolph's shiny new year. Her brain was coming out of her ears. Like, I think we got up to the night. Like, she met the night. 
that's super early in the film. And she was like, I don't know what's happening. My brain hurts. And then she left. And I was just sitting there laughing. <laughs> Are those on anything? Uh, uh, Shiny New Year was on today on AMC. I, I own the box set of all these movies. And it's the best purchase I've ever made. Not true. No, it is the best purchase I've ever made. All your Godzilla movies are the best purchase you've ever made. Yeah, but I can find the Godzilla uh, movies other places. That's yeah, like a collection. It takes, it takes time to pull it up. That's true. These need to. These just need to. These movies were so. Fun. Uh, it's so freaking bad. They're really it's bad. Not, like you know, I have Snow a Miser fear, and Heat Miser a... Touchhead, and later Snow Miser dies. I mean, come on, Christmas movie. All right. Well, you know what? Let's let's give Halloween some love. All right. Jesus, Sam. What what decade was the best for horror? Because we did a lot of 70s in our, our lead up here. And I was just wondering, if you get... guys had a particular decade where you're like, no, no, that was a good one. I'll give you a, a decade that wasn't good for horror. The 80s. Because they were all carbon copies. They sucked. Yeah, but it also was like kind of the grandfather of a lot of it. Not yeah, really. You also got like a lot out of the eighties, though. Like a you, lot. You you did, but you, you did get you did get a bunch. I don't know, man. You did get a bunch of stuff. Damn. Out of the eighties. You got a lot of stuff, but it's all crap. I'm gonna say 1970s. You gonna go with the seventies? Halloween and Alien. I'll lock it in. I mean, I I don't I think you're wrong, right, John. But like for the sake of everything, you know what? I'm gonna go the the most recent decade that just passed, the 2010s. Really? What 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 do you point to in that? Get Out was really good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, there was a bunch of like low budget, like low key movies that no one's really heard of that were like really good. Um, I mean, it's tough because, like, the 2000s and the 2010s kind of blend together. But, like, you definitely had a huge boom in, like, South Korean horror was, like, massive in that time frame um, where they, I mean, they they were making a, a name for themselves in the 90s with, like, Ringu and I always forget what the grudge is called um, in South Korea. Is that Korea. Japanese, though? Was Grudge Japanese? I thought Grudge was Japanese. Grudge was Korean. Grudge is Japanese. It's uh, Japanese. Okay. Well, Japanese and Korea, the Asian horror, I should say, Asian horror. Um, but they've they've come up with some really uh, fucked up shit over in, the past twenty in years. In the two thousands. Yeah, no, in the two thousand tens. Even in the twenty tens. But you're saying the twenty tens. I am saying the twenty tens. Okay. But like, I don't know, like. I've, I've watched a lot of recent horror and I feel like there's a lot of good unique horror whereas in the like 80s and even into the 90s they were trying to redo what the 70s did which kind of hurts the 70s kind of like waters down the 70s where it's like if you go back to those movies you're like oh I've seen this already whereas like in the tw- 2000s even the 2010s they were reinventing the genre kind of thing. I guess. 
Um, Chris, you I'm, got a got Yeah, one? I'm going 2000s. 2000s? I'm, I'm going to take uh, 2000s. Only because the stuff from the 70s does not translate well to now. Uh, Alien was a horror movie. Jaws was a horror movie. But today, those are not horror. Those are just action or thrillers. That said, you're right. Sean's right that they reinvented a bunch of these horror movies in the 2000s and the 2010s. But in 2000, you get, let me read off just a few here, 28 Days Later, The Mist, The Ring, 30 Days of Night, The Grudge, The Hills Have Eyes, The Descent. I mean, some of, the, some of these movies are ridiculously scary. Um, and... It's just a lot of it translated, a, a lot of it translated into the new millennium. And it's still, they're still kind of good today. Whereas in, in, granted, in 20 years, I don't know if they will be like the 70s movies are comparing to today. But I think just the 2000s, just a lot of this stuff, they either remade it for new age or they just put a whole different spin out. Like the new Dawn of the Dead. Sure, the movie already existed. Fine. But they just changed a lot. And then 28 Days Later did the same freaking thing. Um, and then there was that influx of, you know, Japanese, Korean stuff like Ring and, you know, The Grudge and stuff like that. Um, but I, th- I think the 2000s just kind of takes it away, particularly the early 2000s. All right. Um, let's go with one last one. All right. Uh, okay. So, of the three late year holidays, Halloween, Thanksgiving, and Christmas, which one's Columbus the best? Day. Columbus Day, Sam. No, oh, sorry. Columbus Day. <laughs> Columbus Day. Uh... What about Hanukkah? <laughs> or, ve- or Veterans Day. Veterans Day. <laughs> or New Year's. But, okay. <laughs> of any of those, what's the best one? What's the, what's the best one? Yeah. In your opinion, what's the best one of those? I'm going to do my mom proud and say Halloween because that's her high holy holiday. Mm-hmm. Um, that That is her holiday. And, you know, it's fun because you get to dress up as whatever you want to be. You know, like if you want to be, you know, a wizard from Harry Potter, no one's going to look at you weird for acting like a wizard. You know, oh, I want to be, you know, a Jedi. Oh, you can do that. Who cares? Like it's your time. Doesn't matter what age you are. You're basically a child. Like you get to be a kid plus it's fun there's candy like all the candy you can think of decorations are always fun there's movies that aren't super i mean there are plenty of cheesy horror movies but like not hallmark cheesy um like uh like christmas does everything on shutter yeah well (laughs) everything no no, there's plenty of cheesy horror but like the difference is when you think horror, it's kind of a year round, whereas you think Christmas, it's like this one time of the year. But the difference is like Christmas is just jammed down your throat as like much as possible. Like you need to love Christmas, even though it's still March. Like it's it, it's it's overstaying. It's welcome. It should you're be it's trying some... to tell. You're trying to explain to us why Halloween's better, not to I know. Christmas. Well, I'm downplaying Christmas and then Thanksgiving. It's good. It's a great time to sit down and eat. But like, I don't know. It, it, it's it's okay. Like it's easily a, a number two kind of thing. But Halloween's the best. I mean, it's it's literally like 
everybody can do whatever you want. It's just fun. And you get to scare people and watch scary movies and eat as much candy as you want. And if you eat candy for breakfast, nobody's going to be like, oh, why are you doing that? They're like, oh, don't worry. It's just Halloween. Can, can I go next? Yeah, you sure. can go. Christmas is the best. Only because you can do whatever you want. You can eat whatever you want. <laughs> regardless of what you do, no matter what time of year. Like, stuff is you can get drunk whenever you want. Yeah. <laughs> you can get drunk whenever you want on Halloween. Going off of Sean's little Halloween uh, spiel there. It's, it's, it's essentially the same thing. The only... The, the thing that I like... Aside, uh, the most about it is it, it is a month long holiday because you're shopping for other people and you really have to think like what what do other people like and that's kind of like the fun of it at least for me at least for me because we're not buying for 75 million people but um uh it, it's also <laughs> like you can really with halloween yes you can decorate your house go go nuts uh we have done it at your your house before oh yeah and and since then it's been a lot of like low key stuff. But Christmas is literally like you can have Christmas can throw up on your house and nobody will judge you. And the thing is, you can actually have a fun time. It will take you three or four days to do it, but you can actually have a fun time doing all that stuff. But counter argument: taking down Halloween it, that night, Christmas it, lights. Yeah, Christmas. Christmas is months later. It <laughs> it's like a no one likes taking down Christmas lights. I'm it's not gonna lie. I took my Christmas lights down after April. Yeah, it sucks. You don't want to do it. It's like it's cold outside. It's icy. Why would you want to do that? Halloween is like, oh, Halloween's over. No more trick-or-treaters. Clean it all up. We're done. The good thing is nobody really judges you when you're turning your Christmas lights on at the end of January. So at least you could kind of still do that. And 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 another good thing about Christmas is even though it's kind of it ends on the 25th, yes. For me, Christmas does not end on the 25th. Like, we see other people afterwards up to essentially New Year's. So it's essentially a week long of actual Christmas, you know, excess food, things like that. And then to top it all off, you got the New Year's. So um, that's that's just my – I like Christmas just better. Not the movie selection or, like, entertainment profile, but the – just the holiday itself. Well, I guess I'll take the the run to the letter here <laughs> and say Thanksgiving. But let's be real. Thanksgiving's about enjoying yourself. Christmas is sort of Christmas and Halloween, you have all these sort of superficial trappings. Thanksgiving is just, hey, hey guy, how's it going? <laughs> let's and, eat some food. Let's sit down. Let's right. watch some football. The thing with Thanksgiving, Lions lose again. There is no month long celebration of 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 Thanksgiving. No, there is an incredible economy of four days in and out. See everybody you know. See one family one day, maybe another the next. Catch up with your friends Wednesday night. Get a matinee on Saturday. Watch some football. Usually good college football that weekend. I'm going to go with Thanksgiving. Also, that, that day is the Super Bowl of pies. And as a pie fan, I couldn't <laughs> be more happy. You know, Jen, I want to back you up on this one because it is the most chill of the holidays. 
Right. You, you know, think that because every every other one you, you gotta put on an act, but you know, it's Christmas. Oh, you gotta put on an act, you know. Get everybody gifts and stuff, you know. And let me tell you Halloween, Sam, you gotta dress up and stuff. Thanksgiving Sam, the, doesn't ask anything of you. Yeah, had to fly the to worst Virginia. Parts about yeah, I, I used to have to go to Amy's parent uh, family. I I mean can't go this year, but usually it's like I have to leave my the comfort of my home and go to there for a few hours. And oh, then yeah, awful! And you get a meal. How yeah. terrible! <laughs> you get a meal. Yeah, yeah. Drive around. Although it's really weird driving around on like Christmas or Thanksgiving when no one's on the road. I love it. I love um, it, dude. It's, it's, it's nothing better. There's nothing better. Christmas Eve, you can get home in like 12 minutes. Oh yeah, for, for a two-hour well, drive. One last point here. I'll say this: the people who maybe not ruined, but are the worst parts of Halloween and Christmas are the ones that get way too into it. Name me a single person who's way too into how to Thanksgiving. That that's a good point. Ooh, yeah. good point. That's a good point. I think just, John just, just took that. that. I think John just John, took that John, point, Sam. John, I'm gonna I'm gonna help you out here. Um, I know I shouldn't, but I'm gonna help you out. We mentioned movies, planes, trains, and automobiles for you. Yeah. Oh, that's. Do we have to pick a movie pairing? No, no, no. I'm just saying like, <laughs> no. like we, you know, horror's got some really bad. Christmas has a ton of bad. Thanksgiving, I mean, you don't have many to choose from. There's not many to choose from. You, in fact, you sort of have to create some. Like, you <laughs> almost have to throw back, like, uh, um, oh, fuck, what's it called? Oh, shit, the one with Bradley Cooper and Jennifer Lawrence and there's football. Silver Linings Playbook. Oh, Even God. though that takes place between Halloween and Christmas, you almost just throw it to Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> just as a, here you go. It's also, you got the Macy's Day Parade, too. Yeah, it's got a bitchin' Wait, parade. Are you doing that? Are they doing that this year? Or... No. Well, they're gonna like kind of do it or something. Oh yeah, it's like yeah, it's, it's gonna outside. Be I mean, <laughs> it's gonna be weird, guys. It's gonna it's be outside. Weird. Well, so I'm gonna throw this one to John. I, I took it, for, man. I took for, the game mostly because you uh, you backed up my boy Thanksgiving. You know. That's oh, cool. Look at that. That's cool. the one choice. <laughs> the one choice. Also, I'm the one that decides the points here. Recount. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want I a Georgia that recount. Did, uh, mini like one minute speeches for a thing called rapid fire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't get away with us on, on that. So uh, John gets the paper crown this year. Yeah. Oh wow. This yeah. This will probably <laughs> will be another year until we play it again. Yeah. <laughs> Although, let us know if you like games, because we're now two games in two weeks here. Let us know, because we could definitely do some shit like that. Oh, yeah. Games are fun. A little fresh. Mm -hmm. We should do, like, a fantasy Star Wars league. <laughs> oh, God. I don't know how we would do that, but okay. Yeah, how would you determine that? Oh, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We'll we figure it out while we're doing it. Any final thoughts on the topics today? No, no. I do have one final thought. Heard on the radio today. Uh, this website you can go to. Watch 25 movies in 25 days. They have to be Christmas movies, but they'll pay you. Really? Really. I think it's like 2500 bucks. They'll pay you. What? Yeah, you, you have to watch a movie. Then you fill out a little questionnaire. And then keep watching. They'll pay $2,500? I think so. Well, 
great fan service for telling us the website name. I forget. Google it. Just Google it. <laughs> Sorry, I just remembered here how I heard about it today. All right, let's let's end the episode it. before this gets out of hand here. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no, no, like, no, hang on. There's some real fucking money that we could be earned here. <laughs> like, it's on review, uh, reviews.org. Yes, that's it. Reviews.org. Uh, yeah. So you can, if, for any of our listeners, if you want to make easy money this holiday season while in quarantine, um, that's an easy way to do it. So I know they're uh, they're taking. Um, you have to. You have to. Um, Oh, this is this is a uh, you have to apply for this. Yes, you have to apply, but they accept applications up to December fourth. So you have plenty of time. Easy way, might as well apply. I mean, what are you going to lose? We should apply. Yeah, let's do it. We could Pop each that. have fifteen hundred, no, eleven $1, no, hundred. It would be no. six hundred bucks. Eleven hundred twenty-five dollars. How is it eleven hundred? No, you're right. That's you're right. Chris is right. <laughs> Sorry. How are you getting that? How do you work with numbers? I don't yeah. know. I don't know if you, like what that says about accountants or accounting <laughs> people. But the finance guy just <laughs> just, just really you took out. a turn on this. Wow. Well, all right. We're cutting out the last five minutes, right? <laughs> just all right. Down, on that John. note. Um, you can find us on Podbean, Stitcher, iTunes, Google, and everything else. Um, find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Knights of Nerd Dude. Uh, leave us a review. Send us a message if there's any games or movies you want us to review. Games to play, I should say. And uh, we will see you next time. Bye.